0: The hard shoulder on
1: Newstalk
0: with Nissan subscribe and drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie.
1: Kieran here with you until 7 o'clock and this time every week we take a journey through the annals of history of legal history to find out about court cases the, the, the bizarre the kind of fascinating court cases from the past that have relevance today and our topic today with Gavin Dowd as always is a timely one because people who get clamped in the capital city of Ireland today will have to pay a release fee of €125 euro, an increase from the previous charge of 80 Euro, Gavin Clamping. Why are we talking about it? Tell me a little bit about these cases.
0: Well, I, I've never met a clamper personally and they're just out there trying to earn their crust, on, like you and I, but I think after politicians and they're journalists... They're bad people. They're bad people, They're Gavin. the most disliked <laughs> profession in Ireland. Well, I just thought this is something that News Talk listeners probably have an area of law. I know they're good law-abiding people, but it's an area of law they've probably come into contact with. They've mm. come back to their car and a, a fleeting moment, for a fleeting moment, they've probably thought, God I wish I could cut off that clamp Yes Uh, So we have the case of Mr Lloyd Who uh, goes into a car park There's five big signs Outside the car park Saying this is a car park If you don't pay for your parking You will be clamped This is a private car
1: park It's a private car park
0: Goes in And is clamped Surprise surprise Comes back in the middle of the night With disc cutters Cuts the clamps off And then they prosecute him criminally for criminal damage. Ah. So criminal damage basically involves damaging another person's property without lawful excuse. But Mr. Lloyd's argument is kind of a novel one that I had a lawful excuse to damage the property because you've put a clamp on my car and that amounts to a trespass on my property, Right. car. And uh, therefore, I should be able to kind of take the law into my own hands.
1: So this was a case of competing legal rights.
0: Basically, who has the law on their side? Well, the the judges weren't too sympathetic. They actually said it was an absurdity. Uh, That (laughs) that Mr. Lloyd would be able to use this idea of a lawful excuse. Not
1: ideal when a judgment includes the word absurdity. Not at all, not at all, (laughs) Ciarán.
0: Now, usually a lawful excuse would be, you know, damaging someone's property to protect your life, protect somebody else's life, protect your property. But cutting off a clamp, they felt, was taking it to extremes and they weren't going to entertain this. Uh, but we have another case, uh, which is slightly more sympathetic and, and swung in the favour of the the plaintiff, the, the person who was parking. And that's the case of Miss Vine. Now, Miss Vine has left hospital. She's just been given a pretty bad diagnosis and she's quite worried about it and mm. feeling unwell. And on her way home, she starts to feel uh, as if she needs to throw up. So she pulls into the closest lay-by to her, which is near a, a railway station. Okay. And she gets out of her car, walks around the corner uh, to throw up and comes back about three or four minutes later to the shock and horror no way. that her car has been clamped in those three
1: minutes. She's around the corner puking, and they clamp her car. And they
0: clamp her car. Yes, heartless, Kieran. Yes.
1: Um, they re- I, I, was, I wasn't joking. They really are the worst of us, <laughs> those clampers, anyway.
0: Well, she's fined £105, and the difference with Miss Vine is that she doesn't actually realise that her car was at risk of being clamped. Now, for Mr. Lloyd earlier, he parked in a car park. It's very clear that there's yeah. a risk of your car being clamped in a sorry, car park.
1: Sorry, uh, do, does uh, Miss Vine take uh, bolt cutters or disc cutters or angle grinder to the clamp? Does no, she remove it?
0: No, Miss Vine is a pacifist. Okay. She doesn't want to go for to use force. She, um, but she's
1: just challenging the clamping of the car. Exactly. Okay.
0: Um, so she pays her fine and she challenges it and she says, I want my fine back. Now, as it turns out, in front of her car, um, uh, in front of the car, in front of her, a uh, ten feet up is this sign that says, "Any vehicle left here is liable to be towed away or clamped, and you'll be you'll have to pay a fine mm. if you leave it here." Now, this is land which might look like public property to many people, uh, but is actually owned by the railway station and is let out to the local university, and they use let the staff park there okay. when they want to. Uh, but from the angle that Miss Vine was sitting in her car, and there was a big Range Rover in front of her, she couldn't see the sign, or so she said. And the court also accepted that, you know, she was feeling unwell. She was distressed. She was in a rush. She wasn't thinking about whether she had to pay for parking. She was just dashing to the the closest place to get sick. Um, So the court said clamping someone's car is a trespass. Attaching a clamp is trespassing onto someone else's property. So you have to show that someone has consented to the clamping. Now, what I mean by that is not that they've said, yes, I will happily get clamped. It's that they have consented to the possibility that their car might be clamped and they've put on notice to a certain respect okay, that they so, could get clamped. So, so,
1: so they, they have to have been able to see a sign so that you can say they, they implicitly agreed to the kind of terms and conditions of parking here, effectively.
0: Essentially. Um. Now, you don't have to read the exact detail of the sign. You don't have to know exactly what the fine is. But yeah, once you've seen some kind of sign you're put on notice. And in this case, it was a good case because it was actually quite unclear. It was just a little lay-by. It was quite unclear whether or not this was public property. Mm. So this is quite different from a case where, let's say, you, Kieran, park in my driveway and knowing it to be my driveway and I clamp you and then you try to sue me well, you knew it was private property. You knew it was my driveway. Mm. Here, she actually genuinely believes that it's public property, that the world at large is free to to park on. So that's the difference.
1: Sorry, I'm going to uh, go off on a tangent here. There was a great story about, I think it was Jason McIntyre when he was at Liverpool, Mm. uh, going to uh, uh, Neil Ruddock's house, we'll say it was, (laughs) and... A committing a trespass a breaking up his front door with yeah. like bricks and mortar yeah. and, and this is apocryphal like most Jason McIntyre <laughs> stories that he was breaking up the front door and he kind of had got up to about chest height you know and got there at the crack of dawn and was doing it and the front door of the next door neighbour's house opened and Neil Ruddock walked out <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how true that is sorry, sorry go on good story go
0: on. Good story. Um, well I hope he didn't end up in court afterwards <laughs> no, the, no. the angry neighbour uh, so all ended well for Miss Vine she got her, her money back that she had paid as part of the fine and now this is not legal advice for anyone by the way these are just cases that have happened to happen
1: Okay so so they, they accepted parking. that yes you can clamp someone that's absolutely fine as long as people implicitly agree to the terms and conditions but she didn't because we can't be satisfied the court cannot be satisfied that she actually saw the sign
0: Sure and okay. it might be different if she drove into a car park where it's very clear that it's a car park and if there's a barrier you know any reasonable person knows that there's a risk of being clamped. If
1: you can remove the clamp without damaging it, are you forced to pay a fine? Can they come after that's, you for the fine? That's
0: actually a that's an interesting question. But I believe if you go back to Mr. Lloyd's case, I believe the definition of, of criminal damage, and I I could be wrong in the specifics here, I believe it includes dismantling people's property as well as damaging it. Okay. So there could be an argument that uh, you were dismantling their property. A as friend well. of
1: mine used to pick the locks. I don't know if Dublin City Council still have a padlock system. I think it's changed now. It's like a special yeah, a key. Um uh, a, a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, he knows who he is. <laughs> um, and he used to pick the lock at the clamp. He, he just he bought a right. lock picking set online on Amazon. You can just buy them. And he learned how to pick padlocks. And he would pick. And sometimes he would just do it to a stranger's car. He would see someone. A random act of kindness. Yeah, a random like, act of kindness. Yeah. Yeah. He would. No, he was guess he was robbing the taxpayer technically you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. of, of funds that could be going to Dublin City Council to pay for services but uh yeah he would he would undo people's clamps for them so well, imagine they, that it would not be a lovely thing to do to come out and see the you've a been good Samaritan. and someone
0: good had Samaritan. done it
1: and the reason I ask about the damage is because I guess you're not damaging it you might be dismantling it though but and this is I'm putting you on the spot you might not know the answer because it kind of might there might not be a clear answer when I was in UCC there was a A band that used to live down the road from us and they used to park in front of the Bonds Hospital every night in an area that they were not allowed to park, and they would be clamped, and then they would let the air out of their tire. So that the clamp is released and and they would just drive forward and they had a little small generator in the back of the car with an air compressor and a pump and would just fill the tire back up and drive off. And this is where this is how they parked every night. This is what they did.
0: (laughs) And they weren't caught on to. That's a great story. I actually don't know what. Yeah, the so the clamp is per- has
1: not been dismantled. The clamp is in is perfectly intact. Just the car that was clamped is no longer there. <laughs> it has vanished. I don't know. I don't know. I, I do not know. Uh, look, 10 of points for initiative and
0: for, for thinking there. Yeah. Um,
1: it was a missed opportunity by the law school <laughs> in UCC that they never put a question about that band uh, on the final papers uh, in an exam. Uh, our legal question of the week then, Gav, before we go, are all court cases open to the public?
0: Well, Kieran the old mantra is in order for justice to be done, justice has to be seen to be done. So, yes, um, the vast, vast majority of court cases. You can go in and you, you can observe as a spectator. Some cases like family law cases have sensitive and private information and they're not open to the public. They're held in camera, as it's known. But just a story that I was I was down in shadowing someone in the criminal courts a couple of years ago and there was quite a high profile trial on at the time. Attracted a lot of media attention. I came out of the court and there was a group of pensioners with their flasks of tea and their hang sandwiches. They'd come up from the country on the free uh, travel pass for the day and they were coming up, because I could hear their conversation, they were coming up each day that week to sit in on the trial and and catch the action. So you know what? One person's murder trial is another person's spectacle.
1: Yeah, all right. There we are. There are most cases, almost all cases open to the public. What are we looking at next week?
0: So next week, we were going to do this this week, but it's a great story. We'll save it for next week. It's the most lucky and the least lucky man in Ireland. He had these winning lottery numbers...
1: Oh, but his yes. ticket
0: wasn't validated properly oh, and he sued the lottery. Oh, Is he oh. entitled to his money or not? You'll find out next oh, week.
1: Oh, cold sweat even thinking about it. Listen, Gavin Dowd, a pleasure as always. And we will talk to you at the same time next week. Uh, right now, though, on the hard shoulder, we'll get the business news. That's coming up after this very quick break.